You may have heard about the Merino Lifetime Productivity or MLP project, a phenomenal 10-year collaboration between Australian Wool Innovation, Australian Merino Sire Evaluation Association and nominated stud breeders and site hosts. This united front has established five sire evaluation sites, including Balmoral, Pingley, Merino Link, Macquarie and New England, representing diverse wool growing environments across Australia. You're listening to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ellie Bigwood, and we are now four years into the MLP project, tracking the performance of Uprogeny as they proceed through four to five joinings and annual shearings. AWI's General Manager of Research, Jane Littlejohn, joins us today, having attended the recent MLP Industry Steering Committee meeting. Jane, what is the role of the MLP Industry Steering Committee? Well, it's a committee that steers the project, obviously. Seems obvious. It's important because it represents the the diversity in the merino breeding industry. So we've got sheep classes, we've got um, quantitative geneticists, we've got stud breeders, we've got site managers and we've got obviously AWI staff. So all those people and all that breadth of experience is going to um, monitor what how the project's going. It's going to inform the sort of analyses that we do. It's going to keep us on track with our targets and our objectives, making sure we don't drift off away from the original objectives. And it's going to help us communicate those messages when when you know they're our our voice to the merino breeding industry and commercial breeders as well. How often do you have these meetings to monitor your progress? every six months. So quite regular. You were certainly very productive with your interviews at the meeting, with your commercial producers, your stud breeders, your wool classes, as you were saying, about their thoughts on MLP projects so far. But before we tune into these conversations, what are your thoughts on how the project's progressing so far? That data that all those busy, busy people out there at the sites that they're collecting is unbelievable. You know, there's 50 traits, 50 plus traits, there's five and a half thousand ewes, let alone weathers. So it's just a massive amount of work. So that's all humming along very nicely. Database is filling up with information. We are also starting to do some very preliminary analysis and those results are coming out. So already we're seeing older age clean fleece weights informing the analysis in Merino Select. Instead of just young fleece weights, we're getting older age fleece weights. So that's fantastic. Well, it's all good to have these findings, but how are we getting these into extension programs and getting them out into the wool growing community? Well, our um, industry steering committee was briefed on those early results and really they're the ones who are getting these messages out at the moment. Um, our sites have field days. Marina Links had one, Balmoral, um, and all of those committee members are, are represented. People like, um, Richard Kennery, Tom Silcox, they're all on our, on our industry steering committee and they're, they're out there promoting some of these early findings and the benefits of, Mar- of the MLP project and, um, what we do hope to find. It's objectives as well. So I've got Matthew Coddington here with me at the ISC meeting. He's a member um, on the MLP project. What do you do, Matt? Uh, So I've got a merino stud, Roseville Park, located in central western New South Wales at Dubbo. And I've also been the 
current chairman of the Macquarie Soil Evaluation Site and the fifth site in the Merino Lifetime Project. And um, with running that site, we run it in a pastoral rangelands type environment. We've got two uh, skin types with our project and that we source for that site. And we've got great industry engagement out there from that region with the Macquarie Merino studs and, and the great um, commercial producers out in that area, in that mixed farming area. And a bit of drought at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, we've been feeding for 61 weeks straight out at that Macquarie site. The sheep have thrived really well, though, under those conditions. And um, actually, I don't know how they'll go when it does rain, but they, they've been producing well. And even this year, they, they've scanned out of the maiden ewes 134% lambs. When out in that environment, there's been some horror stories for scannings. A lot of scannings have been doing 0 to 30%. And we've nailed 134% because of the great management of the site team out there at Macquarie. So that's a real success for the continuation and the quality of data coming into the project. Um, and your committee to be congratulated on that. What other successes do you think there have been generally about from the MLP? Uh, the beauty of the MLPs is quite fluid. So we've got some great researchers and geneticists in our committee and we've been able to add on the add-on projects and we're doing some meat-eating quality uh, traits. We're doing some yield and staple strength trials. We're doing semen assessment trials. So that's the beauty of having that resource there at the MLP flock is we can add in great research and get some great outcomes and industry engagement from it along the way. So what needs to be done? What's missing? Um, greater industry involvement. We're working on it as a committee out there. Uh, it is pastoral. It is going through a tough time with drought. But we've got some great new members on there at the AGM last week. Uh, we will get good involvement and engagement. We've actually got some good um, veterinary companies and, and sponsorship from people that will help us with their networks as well to spread our story and spread the message. We hold an annual field day which attracts around 120 people to it. This year's field day will be in July. Uh, we're going to have the 2018 drop use penned in their sire groups and we're going to have some industry speakers involved during the day as well presenting some of the data that we've already been able to produce from our site. It sounds as though these site work committees are working really hard for this project. So on behalf of AWI, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thanks to AWI for being involved with our, with our project. I have Georgina Wallace. And can you tell me what's the role of your organisation on the Industry Steering Committee for the MLP? So I'm on the committee, I was, I'm the immediate past president of the Australian Association of Stud Merino Breeders uh, and we have a seat on this table, on the uh, steering committee table um, to represent all our growers, all our breeders um, and our members. So and I think it's really important that this table has a balanced uh, membership across all breeding philosophies, whether that be um, more traditional breeding philosophies or whether it's more sort of a scientific-based philosophy through breeding values and so forth. So I think it's really important that there's a balance of, of all types of breeders on this committee. And do you think that's been achieved? Yes, I think it. it I think it has. Um, I think um, I think we're getting better at all communicating and. Um, talking about uh, points that 
each party wants to see happen within the whole MLP project and why it's important to, you know, say our association or why it's important to other people. So I think it's, um, I think it is, it is, I think to start with we all felt as though, you know, one one lot was in the red corner and one lot was in the blue corner and we're all going to come out and start boxing and, um, but I think as time has gone on we've all got, you know, we all respect each other's views and I think it's got a lot better. And I suppose if we can communicate in this forum, we could probably communicate externally much better as well. I totally agree, Jane. Um, I think some of the points that have been made today, and I'm a great advocate for coaching young people in the the industry, and um, my philosophy on that is that young people have got to learn to walk before they can run. And in saying that, I mean that they've got to understand the basics of sheep breeding and... Um, particularly in visual classing of sheep because that's really where it all starts and then by adding on you know ASBVs to fine tune their selections so I think it's really important that we foster young people um, to come along to MLP uh, field days and that we have that broad range of um, of, of you know visual classing sec- uh, sections and ASBVs and the like so that they can they can get to experience it all. I think uh, initially, just if you want my uh, frank honesty, I think it was just a little bit heavily tipped, this whole project, towards ASBVs. But I think now it's got a, quite a good balance whereby um, there's got, when there has to be a balance between the two. We well, certainly set a challenge for the project to deliver that that education for the younger, younger set um, and to use the field dose for that. What do you think has been a success for the project Look, I think, um, oh, well, I suppose we're, what, we're we halfway there now, or not, not quite, about. Um, I think it's, um, it's, it's getting people to these field days, um, seeing what the ML project is about. Um, and, like, you know, the whole reason for setting it up, I suppose, was to explore the lifetime productivity of a ewe and, and to see what happens with that sheep. And one of the most important things in our industry is that you want sheep that have got longevity. Um, you want sheep that are going to keep producing a good amount of lambs, that are going to keep producing a good fleece cut and all those sorts of things throughout their lifetime. You don't just want to, you know, a, a two-day wonder. Um, and that's probably where with the AMSIA sites, um, not knocking what AMSIA do at all, um, a lot of their trials are only over like a two-year period. So you're only getting that snapshot shot of um, young sheep, really. Um, whereas I think this is going to be really important for our industry um, to see a snapshot of of an entire sheep's lifetime. Yeah, It's a bit of a one-off in in that lifetime lifetime sense. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, it's never been done before. So I think it's it's a really exciting project to be involved in. And, yeah, I think we're all... um, It's a bit like watching a cake cook, isn't it? We're We're all wanting to see the end result, but we've got a little way to go yet. Thank you very much for the uh, association's involvement in this project and I hope you know you can come to many more committee meetings. Oh, look, I, you know, I enjoy it and, and a lot of it, um, I suppose, too, the other good thing too, it's a learning process for everybody. It's a learning process for me. I mean, I'm first and I, I don't know everything about sheep breeding by a long stretch of the imagination. So I think it's you, you, pick, you learn along the way as well. So that's good. Thanks, Georgie. No worries, Dan. So I've got Richard Kenry here with me, who's also on the Industry Steering Committee for the MLP. Richard, what do you do in life? I uh, run a commercial operation out in central west New South Wales. 
I also um, chair Merino Link, which uh, and chair the site for AWI, and I sit as the vice chair um, on AMSI. And it's interesting because uh, that commercial breeders are part of the, the MLP project. Why is that important? I think this is the first project that's been done that's about commercial producers. At the end of the day, it's um, everything that I was saw and looked on was sire evaluation, which stopped at uh, two years. So this is one that's evaluating the whole lifetime productivity of them. And I think this is the most crucial project that's been done for commercial producers in the time that I've been involved and certainly that I understand that's ever been involved. And what do you think the successes of MLP have been so far, and particularly for com- from a commercial point of view? Um, I definitely think that bringing two sides of industry, I mean, I always thought that industry was quite divided, and I, and I think um, what I've seen through the ISC and, and through the collaborations and what's actually happening with, um, with the results that are coming out is you've got two differing opinions getting together, with heads together, and hopefully we get something that comes out of it at the end that we can all work together for the benefit of the industry. And what's missing? What have we yet to achieve in MLP? An economic analysis, in my opinion. I've been banging on about it for three years. Um, I think the biggest thing that we can get to is we've got to get away from looking at individual size and we've got to like start looking at commercial commercial outcomes for commercial growers. And but until we get a really good firm analysis plan, we're not going to have that. And your um, continued involvement on the um, AMC and also on the ISC, we can um, look forward to your contribution to ensure we get that analysis plan and economic plan up and running. Absolutely. Yep, it's been the one thing I want to make sure that it happens, definitely. Thank you very much for your involvement so far. We look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs> no worries. I have Chris Bowman with me at the Industry Steering Committee for the AWI MLP project. Chris, what do you do? I'm a professional uh, merino sheep classer and I live down at Hay in uh, New South Wales. And you're, you have a role on the ISC, um, a committee member. And what do you think the, um, the successes of the MLP have been so far? Uh, I think, um, well, I've enjoyed uh, obviously working with uh, everyone on the uh, uh, ISC, but um, the, the, the program itself I think is good because it's bringing size uh, in and uh, they're going... Uh, being um, run at five different sites across Australia and uh, just getting the comparison of those size in the five different environments I find very interesting and um, just seeing how those sheep perform uh, over the the length of the whole uh, program yeah that's going to be very interesting to see the uh, obviously the weaning uh, results going right through to sort of five-year-old you and it's going to be quite fascinating to see um, and me being one of the classes, um, just to see how those sheep develop. And um, uh, obviously we've got to select the um, sheep as young sheep and put them in five different groups as far as uh, from tops right through to culls. And just going to be quite uh, interesting to see uh, how that uh, pans out in five years' time. So there's several classes, um, a handful of classes involved in the project, and you've got quite a a hands-on role in delivering the, collecting the data, haven't you? It's very important. Yeah, no, it is a, it's a very important role and uh, I, along with all the others, uh, really enjoy doing it. Um, and of course there's um, a bit of pressure on, obviously, for us to be able to select those sheep that are, you know, at a young age that are going to perform later on. So we're, uh, it's a bit of a litmus test for us, really, but uh, the data coming through so, so far sort of shows that, uh, you know, as far as picking out those top sheep that we're, uh, and, and analysing them, that we're getting them pretty right at, at, the, at this stage, yeah. 
Well, I think AWI and everybody here thanks the classes and you in particular for sticking your neck out and, and becoming involved. What do you think the project needs to deliver? Is it something it's not progressing with or, it, it, you know, what's its next delivery? Um, I think just uh, communicating with the growers and showing them that there's... Um um, it, it's sort of well supported by industry and, a, and a, got a good broad spectrum of breeders and uh, sheep classes and you know owners and people um, you know collating all the information. It's a really good group, and that um, you know they'll get you know they'll get a lot of good information out of out of this trial as time goes on. Uh, for me personally, it's going to be seeing those sheep that probably um, are very, very productive at a younger age. It might get overlooked, and then we'll be finding them later on. Sheep that actually have those sort of uh, very good productive skins and things that uh, possibly don't cut, cut as much as a young sheep, but obviously as they get older, they tend to be the better producers. And then you've you've got uh, obviously producers in there that are more concerned about uh, the meat and carcass traits and uh, lifting lambing percentages. So I, I find it all very, very interesting and um, there's going to be, you know, just finding out the correlations and the antagonisms, I suppose, in, uh, in genetic breeding. Uh, also, uh, genomics is going to be used. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be quite a, uh, enlightening for all of us, anyone that's involved, as well as, uh, you know, just, uh, just in... Uh, Contributing and, and uh, being involved with it all, it's going to be a great learning curve for you know every, everyone involved, uh, uh, you know, in the steering committee as well as a great opportunity for commercial growers to uh, go and see what traits are you know the most important and uh, breeding on you know things that are important as far as uh, being commercial. Well, you are a great communicator. You're obviously across the project with all of that, so I'll be relying on you <laughs> to do your part in the communication delivery. <laughs> Thank you very much for the effort that you put in to come to the ISC meetings. Um, it is much appreciated. Thank you, Jane. So I've got Drew Chapman with me. He's a member of the Industry Steering Committee for the MLP. Drew, where are you from? What do you do? Uh, I'm situated in the Snowy Mountains, three hours south of Canberra at a little, a little village called Delegate, right on the Victorian border. Um, my role in the ISC was I was put on as a, a breeder representative. Um, I've been with the project right from its basically its inception, the first ever meeting conceptually where there was three breeders from New South Wales sheep breeders and three, three other people from the technical side of the industry sat down that could we come up with a project to see what would happen for all major key economic traits uh, for the merino industry and how over their lifetime that that went. So you've got a, a real keen interest in this. It's one, you know, there's a few of you that this is your baby, so to speak, so you'll be quite a critique of whether it's successful so far or not, is it? I think it has. It's engaged people. Um, my sort of journey with it through it is it's brought people from all parts of industry with very divergent views uh, that now have a better understanding of other points of view. But also just the, the, the big dimension of this project where we've involved numerous states, numerous environments different breeding philosophies and, and have all been challenged and as we've gone along in the journey we've involved more people 
and have had more add-on projects that have ad added overall value. And, and probably the project in, in its, its form now is still bringing up new questions that haven't been researched. Yeah, we tend to forget about those add-on projects because they've not had any analysis done on them yet. What do you think is the next thing for the MLP itself to, to deliver? I think now we have the time lag between collection of data and getting out to the people what the, what the trends are uh, and what, what the outcomes have been because there's lots of hypotheses but we're still sort of in that lag phase between collecting data and being able to share results with industry in a, in a more broader sense than we probably are at the, the present time. And uh, you'll be keeping your critical eye over the project? Um, yeah, look, I have a real passion for this because um, sheep breeding's been my life and, 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 you know, and sheep people, like our engagement as an overall industry. Um, and, I, and I can see I've got a daughter that's currently finishing a PhD in research scientist. And, and, and I always use her quote. She says, the greatest discoveries the question yet hasn't been thought of or asked. So in terms of our industry, there will always be new discoveries and new things to, to make it a better industry. And it's only, uh, it's only people's imagination as to what can be achieved. Well, thank you very much on behalf of industry for your imagination in that small group right at the start of this project. And thanks for your effort and time that you're putting into continuing um, supervision for its successful progress. Thanks, Drew. Many thanks. Great to hear from the MLP Steering Committee there, speaking with General Manager of Research, Jane Littlejohn. Before we leave, Jane... What outcomes are you expecting to see revealed from MLP project moving forward? Well, I'll give you four questions. Do you get better lifetime productivity if you're selecting rams at an earlier and earlier age, which is the trend? If you're also selecting for disease resilience and carcass weight and repro traits, are you still getting lifetime productivity as a wool producer? And then for those two aspects, is it the same across all merino types, your super fines to your medium wools? And then finally, if you're using a selection index within Merino Select, are they geared towards lifetime productivity? That'll do for now. I think that's a fairly good start. We can find updates in MLP newsletters and I believe there is a website as well where you can find all this information. Yeah, if you just Google wool.com MLP. Fantastic. Hopefully along with those four questions, we might even get a few Kerbal facts pop up that, you know, they're going to contribute to part e of the project. Exactly. And I think the steering committee keep coming up with some ideas that we can do. So if we've got um, the opportunity with that resource flock sitting there and a valid research question comes up, AWI is open to developing new new research proposals and we add them on, provided they don't compromise the original intent of the project. Uh, we don't want to be uh, biasing any of the data and putting extra loads on those sheep. No, we are incredibly grateful for the role of the MLP Industry Steering Committee, mm -hmm. the, their contributions to the project and also the people who are on the ground 
helping out. There will no doubt be more updates on MLP Project as it unfolds. You know, we're only four years in. But for now, Jane, thank you for joining us and providing a status update on MLP. Pleasure. That concludes this week's yarn. If you have feedback or questions on this week's episode, please get in contact with us at theyarnatwool.com. Thanks to Ben Madwick for editing and most importantly, thank you for tuning in. I'm Ellie Bigwood and I look forward to your company next time. <laughs>